Hi, ghost fans. I'm here at Disneyland's Haunted Mansion to interview a real old-timer, the late Phineas Puck. Yes, I waited a long time for the Haunted Mansion to open. Died in 1720, you know. 1720? Wow. Yes, I'm tired of resting in peace. I want to get in there and spook everybody. Well, you'll get plenty of chances because the Disneyland Haunted Mansion is now open to humans. Oh, it must be paradise. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable discussion for the week of September 25th from Orlando, Florida. I'm Pete Werner. And our intro song this week were radio spots from the opening of the Haunted Mansion in 1969. You can hear that clip along with many others on Diz Radio. plays variously throughout the week. Uh, as always, I'm joined this week by our Orlando team, Bob Varley, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. And before we get started, I do have an announcement to make. Ricky Pearson will not be joining us on the roundtable anymore. He had an opportunity for uh, a job in Miami, which is also closer to his family, and it was just a little too good to pass up. And uh, so we, we're going to miss him, and we, uh, we all wish him well. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, we got a few things to get to this week. Um, we've got some, uh, some news to tell you about, some of this week's news to discuss with you. Uh, Corey and uh, Bob are going to talk about uh, the uh, not-so-scary Halloween party uh, that they attended uh, last week, which was a very wet Halloween party, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Uh, Kevin Close is going to give us his, uh, late, his, his, his last update on uh, the planning for his Adventures by Disney vacation as they are leaving on that vacation next week. Uh, John Magi is going to go over some new promotions from Dreams Unlimited. And, of course, we're going to have your sound-off responses for this week. So... Getting right into it, let's start with some uh, what's in the news this week. A um, couple things I, I saw that were pretty interesting, uh, namely that uh, Jungle Cruise is apparently going to be the next uh, Walt Disney attraction to become a major motion picture. Uh, not a lot of, uh, of details on it other than uh, that the people who brought us Smallville, Alan Go, or Al Go and Miles Millar, are in negotiations to write it. So I, I guess this is going to be the new thing now, that every ride is going to be looked at as a potential, uh, potential three-picture deal. I'm waiting for the Teacups movie. Yeah. <laughs> the Dumbo ride movie. Dumbo rides Yeah, again. I mean, what else? I mean, well, you could go Dumbo, Dumbo rides, well, they, and Dumbo rides again and again and again. You know, what, what, what else? What other attractions could they... Uh, could, could they, no, don't, uh, don't, don't, Peter. I, I don't know. know. I mean, there's just so many. There's so many places to go. I mean, Splash Small Mountain. World. Splash Mountain. They won't. They won't release the original film. It inspired it. <laughs> so I doubt they'll be doing that. Did you see that? There's a um, animated DVD based on Song of the South that's oh, recently out. Really? Is it redone? It is. Well, it's not a Disney DVD. Actually, it's actually. Um, I believe it's Paramount put it out, and it's it's none of the. Um, the Disney animation is not used in it. I'm sorry, Disney is really missing the boat on this. They really are. Well, yeah, I mean, for those who are not familiar with uh, Song of the South, uh, it is the movie that uh, Splash Mountain was based on. And it is is not in release in the United States for, uh, shall we say, politically correct reasons. Um, the characterization of uh, of some of the characters especially some of the African-American characters in Song of the South, um, in, in, in modern sensibility would be considered offensive uh, to some people. So for that reason, Disney has not released uh, Song of the South domestically. That does not mean you can't get it internationally. But, you, 
but in the United States, I do not believe it is for sale here. And bootleg copies abound. And bootleg copies, yeah, you can find plenty of bootlegs on uh, on, on eBay. But so yeah, another uh, another Disney attraction in the offing. I, I, it could be interesting. I mean, they, they could do a good job with the, it. The problem is, is that. It, it seems that when they do this, it's either a complete hit or a complete miss. Right. Yeah. That Haunted Mansion movie was horrible. It was just trash, yeah. in my yeah. opinion. That yeah, was, was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But Let's if, hope they have better success with this, uh, similar see. to Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean. Hopefully. Well, and Disney's also having to uh, apologize to uh, Canadian television viewers. Apparently, they sent... Uh, the ABC uh, aired the uh, second episode of uh, this season's Grey's Anatomy instead of the premiere. So, <laughs> oh, I bet that. No, yeah. I'm not a Grey's Anatomy fan. Does that throw the whole thing out of proportion? Is that we? I think so. screwed up the whole storyline. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure it, it, it's a spoiler for some people, but okay. um, I, I, you know, no, I'm not a big. I haven't been a big Grey's Anatomy fan. I, I just actually picked up the first season on DVD last week, and I've been watching it. It's actually very good. Is it's it? a really good show. Uh, All very, I know is Diana was downstairs and she was laughing her head off uh, on the first show. It was That's weird. I haven't funny. watched. Don't my tell my me wife anything. cries every watched, time she watches it. I haven't watched <laughs> the... Uh, well, there's some <laughs> funny parts to it. Diana's a little twisted. <laughs> She's <laughs> laughing at it. Now, for those of you who uh, live in the New York City area at the Disney Store on 55th and 5th in Manhattan, on October 3rd, Jody Benson, who was the voice from uh, Ariel, voice of Ariel in Disney's Little Mermaid, is going to be there signing... Uh, Signing uh, copies of the new uh, the new release of of that of that movie on October third, what what happened to the one in Times Square? It wasn't is that that one's been closed, hasn't it? I think it was next to the New Amsterdam well, Theater was, where yeah. Lion King was playing. Yeah, I think that one's been. It's been a while since I've been in the city. Um, the last time I was there, though, it was funny because they had uh, it was it, it, the building had been closed, and then there were signs inside. And I don't remember exactly how they read, but it was basically signs that were saying. The building had been closed because of rat infestation, so it was like something like closed for rats or something. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's the new a, musical. That's oh, the that's sequel to Cats. It's Disney sequel to Cats. <laughs> it's the new Andrew Lloyd Webber thing. <laughs> and How horrible also, does that sound? Yeah, really, oh my rats. Lord. Um, They're giant sized rats that dance I'm on roller skates. Not <laughs> dressed up with an amazing dream coat. <laughs> Okay, Andrew Lloyd Webber is going to sue us. Stop. <laughs> um, Visuals. Are and bad. also, starting this week down here, everyone's favorite. I know we're all waiting with great anticipation for the start of this year's Food and Wine Festival. The 11th Annual Food and Wine Festival starts September 29th Ooh. at Epcot. Now, if you've never been to Food and Wine, um, it really is. It's, it's something. It's something they have uh, anywhere from, I guess... 20, 25 kiosks set up all around World Showcase, yeah. um, offering food from just about every country you could probably want to eat food from. And some you don't. And some you don't, thank you. Um, some that you would really rather skip. But uh, it's um, it's an expensive little proposition. Um, you know, you're getting, you're getting hit for about uh, 3 4 or $5 for every, uh, every piece of food, every, everything you order from, from, from the menu, including wine. Bring lots of money. Yeah, but it's 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 fun because you get a chance to experience some some real interesting uh, some real interesting dishes. And for those of you into wine pairing, uh, there's some really good wines, from what I understand, uh, being served around World Showcase for that as well. Now, 
Kevin, would you rather stay here for food and wine or would you rather go to Italy? I'm going to Italy for my own little food and wine gotcha. festival. <laughs> I was going to switch with one of y'all. With one of y'all if y'all want. I have to tell you, on October 6th, they have a, a, a show at the Americas Pavilion called Eat to the Beat, and we're very excited. Little Richard's going to be here. So exciting. <laughs> Kevin has been talking about, oh, God. about this. He's, uh, he's very excited to see Little Richard. This better be good. Little Richard has been a judge on a show called Celebrity Duets, and I don't know if any of you are watching it, but if you yeah. want some excellent television, <laughs> and I'm not talking about the show itself, other than Little Richard, turn on Celebrity Duets. I wouldn't miss this for the world. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's, uh, that's what's going on this week uh, in terms of the news. So um, let's, uh, let's talk to uh, Corey and Bob a little bit about uh, their experiences at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at the Magic Kingdom last week. Uh, I understand it rained quite a bit. Oh, God. It was horrible. The camera shut down. We just couldn't shoot anything. I ended up going back in again last Friday, this past Friday. Now, when, when it's pouring like that, what do they do with the, with the parades? The, the parade, they held up. The first parade at 8.15, they held up uh, so it could rain hotter. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't too bad at 8.15, but they held it up for like 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden they stepped off the parade. And so that they ran the parade in the pool. They ran right? the yeah. yeah. They, the the those, characters were getting drenched. You know, it's it's not like those poor cast members don't already have to go through enough in those parades. Oh, let's send them out when it's pouring. Oh. It's probably cooler. The only the only one that didn't get wet was the horse. They actually stepped the horse off the headless horseman ride before it started pouring. Okay. So they got the that part in. Before that happened, and got the horse back in the stable. Uh, yeah, the first show was canceled. The villain stage show that was canceled. They, then uh, they canceled all the stage shows, yeah. and t- except for the last one at eleven fifteen. I personally want to see the headless horseman in the rain. How do you think he holds that poncho on? Yeah, right. Does he put it on his head? He, he can't even. He doesn't even see <laughs> where he's going. The horse knows the route. The horse knows the way. The, yeah, he can't I think that's see a line the from way. Song. The way his uh, uh, costume is. He's headless. He, he can't see anything going on. Well, that, well he besides that. He doesn't have a head, Bob. Of course he can't see what's going on. Don't go there. Well, you know, rain aside, it was, it was awesome. The uh, I, I'm kind of upset that I've never done it before. I was actually surprised, though, with the amount of costumes that the adults were wearing and how good they were. Yeah, there we, were we, some cool costumes. We were walking down Main Street, and I'm seeing like a line of people posing with the... Uh, with these characters dressed up, I thought they were cast members. These are just regular guests. I'm Kevin, like, wow. T- tell the story about last year when we went and the kids who were dressed up for the Star Wars, who dressed up like Star Wars characters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's we, looking at John like too he's busy got six heads. We were sitting in the crowd waiting for the uh, parade to start, and there were a couple of kids who were dressed up like. We were sitting in the handicap section. We were traveling with someone who was in a wheelchair, so we were out by the Liberty Tree Tavern. And sitting next to us, I'm not a Star Wars fan. I know it's horrible, but the guy with the red face and the horns, Darth Maul. Darth Maul, Maul yeah, okay. that's Darth Maul. Well, that's, he was sitting next to me, and I have to tell you, his costume was great. And these little kids kept coming across the 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 street to have their picture taken with Darth Maul, and the cast members put a stop to it. They wouldn't let him do it because apparently he does show up at Star Wars weekend. And if you're dressed as a Disney character, you're not allowed to, allow, you're not supposed to let people take their picture with you for fear that 
they'll think you're a Disney employee. They like stood the kid out in the street and the mother got out like she was taking a picture and Darth Maul stood behind him. <laughs> and it was really, really cool because the kids are dressed like Obi-Wan from the newer ones. And it was just really cute to see him, but just strange that they would have stopped that much fun. Yeah, I was amazed at how uh, much detail. I mean, this guy had a lightsaber. Now, there are limits, though, on what you're allowed to wear in terms of... Uh, yeah, as long as it doesn't really uh, get in the way of the people's, uh, other people's view from, of the parades and, and shows. And as long as it doesn't and... hinder your safety. Right. And as long as it's not offensive. Exactly. They encourage the kids to wear makeup rather than a, a mask. full mask, that type of thing. And you're not allowed to wear anything that would hinder you from boarding one of the attractions. Right. Although we were there one day. We did see three women dressed as Fauna, Flora, and Meriwether. And their costumes were professional. And they were terrific. They were running around and flitting about like they did in, they do in the movie. I'm surprised Disney let them in. Wow. There was a little girl dressed up as Mary Poppins in a little white dress. And she had her little hat on with a little bow. And the mother had made the costume. She was really cute. And then there was a guy dressed up as a stormtrooper, and he had the full mask and everything, which I was surprised. I didn't think they let you have masks in there, but I guess it was okay for that one. So, Did you guys get lots of candy? I got a little <coughs> well, bit of candy. My wife did. We, st- we still have a bag. I sent Diana out for the candy. I was too busy drying the cameras off. We actually have another funny story from last year. We travel with Kevin's mom, who's in a wheelchair. When we go to the parks, she takes her scooter. And it's a little motorized scooter, and it has its own battery, and it's self-propelled. And she can't go too fast, but she can zip around the park pretty well. We had gotten so much candy during the day that we'd go up to the place, and you'd get your little bag, and they'd fill that bag up. That we were emptying those bags into a larger bag, and we put that on her scooter. And she has a place sort of in front of the seat, but before where the handlebars are. The end of the evening, she has all the candy in this bag, and we start to go up to the monorail, and her scooter starts to stutter. <laughs> it's like won't move, and she starts to get upset. And you know what's wrong? Is my scooter broken? I can't believe it. It's brand new. I just got it. Well, maybe it's the battery. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. It turned out that the weight of the candy exceeded the weight of the scooter, <laughs> so it kept stopping going up the hill. Oh, now this gosh. was towards the end of the. The party. This not just the end of the evening. It was closer to Halloween. Yeah. And I think what happens is they might ration the candy at the beginning. When we were there, we were there the day before Halloween or two days before Halloween. Yeah. Every place you went to trick or treating, they just put handfuls of candy in your bag. That was yeah. That was pretty cool. It was. I had enough to give people trick or treating at the house. We don't get many kids at our house anymore and we were giving them handfuls of candy. Yeah. <laughs> it was like here hold still I'll get you another handful. Now what time did you guys get there that night? We got there a little bit I got there a little bit after 4. Oh wow. I got there about quarter to 7. Yeah. I I got into it so I could check things out and I had heard, you know, people are asking on the boards what time can you get in with your special event pass? And they start uh, they block off one whole side of the the entrance, and that side's the Halloween side. And they were letting people in this past Friday at 4 o'clock. There's been a great deal of discussion on the Diz boards and even some complaints. You, uh, in, in years past, they've cleared the park at 6 o'clock and then started letting people in. This year, they're not clearing the park first. You're just allowed to overlap. Did you see anybody walking around without a wristband? 
I, di- I didn't see anybody walking around. They started making announcements somewhere around 6.30. So you didn't see a problem? I didn't see a problem, no. I, no. I mean, the parade is at 8.15, so that gives them between 7 and 8.15. But I didn't really see a problem with people. And they were checking as you go into the different things, attractions and uh, candy lines. They were looking for the wristband, so... If you don't have the wristband, you're not going to be going through the candy line. Now, um, for those people who haven't been there, what what really is there to do? I know we've got the uh, fireworks, uh, the Hollowishes fireworks at night. We've got the parade. Um, what else has got kind of going on around the park? There are a few dance parties. Um, there's uh, there's Stitches dance party over in Fantasyland. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, that's in Tomorrowland at Cosmic Rays. Yeah, and then there's um. Get up and boogie. Yeah, that's over by Ariel's Grotto, the little tent area there. They set up like a DJ there, and they they play music, and all the little kids are dressed up in their costumes and having a great old time. I mean, the kids are having a blast, and uh, so there's a lot to do. I mean, you you look at the the event sheet that they pass out. uh, I just want to make a comment that. They don't list all the events that are going on, like the Merlin Magic Show that's over near Cosmic Rays. Uh, that's not even on the program, and I have that. Um, I have to look it up, but the first show is at 7 o'clock, and I went in and picked a seat. I had the pick of those seats at 20 minutes to 7, and I sat there and waited for the show to start. And he come out and he did his magic tricks and he watered. He had this pot of water and I I don't know how it got filled back up again, but he did that many times and went over and watered the flower bed. And it was like, okay, where'd the water come from? Yeah, well, there's a um, not to mention all the attractions that are open during this whole event. Um, you know, the the lines were you could ba- basically walk on all these attractions with uh, without a problem, and that was it's really really nice to see you know the uh especially the fancy land attractions that would just walk right on my wife was amazed she wished uh she had a little sister with her to to see this to actually experience all this well i think it's also important to uh let everyone know that in september when you do the party that that's going to happen in october though especially on the friday and saturday nights of the party uh in october uh, uh the opposite i think is true you think i think you end up with a, a lot of lines a lot more people there. September's. I mean, this this is a great month to be at the theme parks at all. I mean, it's just they're so empty right now. Um, but uh, come October, you'll start seeing some uh, some more lines, especially the Friday and Saturday night uh, parties. Yeah, okay. I also don't know how much um, how much impact the rain had on all that too. You know, True. people in shelters. A lot of people were just uh, you know staying inside. Cosmic rays and all the little uh, tenant areas. I haven't been to this year's, but last year's I was amazed at the lighting in the park, what they do with lighting. As you walk in, Main Street is all lit up as for Halloween, but it wasn't until we got to the end of Main Street and turned around and looked at the train station. They had done some special lighting with the train station to make it look like a haunted house. It was mm-hmm. really spectacular. They do some great yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, tra- the transformation they do, it, it is amazing. I mean, they, they cover signs, they change signs that are there all day, and it's like, whoa, okay, this is a candy area now. Wow. The uh, Carousel of Progress is like Buzz Lightyear's Candy Stop or something like that, but it's amazing. It's fun. <laughs> uh, I have some hints, Peter, about 
doing this uh, at night, one of the things you want to do is you don't want to go to a theme park during the day. And yeah, oh, definitely not for the night of a party. Yeah, when they're doing the parties, I agree. Right. I mean, I was exhausted by the time I, I left at midnight. And it was it's just, you know, you get in there. If you go in at 4 and until midnight, that's eight hours. And it's a nice night, too. Yeah. And, you know, take a nap in the afternoon, sit by the pool, do something like that, and then have have like a late lunch and eat a good-sized meal then. And then you can go and pick as you go around the park and grab a French fry or something at Cosmic Rays while the kids are dancing. Yeah, I wanted to ask what uh, what dining was available um, while you were uh, during the party. I mean, was uh, was everything open or just certain things? I got a list for you. Uh, Main Street, you had Casey's Corner, the uh, Plaza Ice Cream Parlor, Main Street Bakery, Tony's Town Square Restaurant. In Tomorrowland, you had Cosmic Rays, the Launch Pad, Auntie Gravities. Over in Adventureland, you had. Um, Pecos, Bill's Cafe, Westwood Ho, and the the all important Frontierland Turkey Leg. Oh, of course. And and then up in Liberty Square, you had Liberty Square Tavern, and there were I, I believe there's characters in there during the course of the time. And then Sleepy Hollow, where you, you can get that fried dough thing. Do you so mean the Liberty Tree Tavern? Liberty I'm Tree. sorry. Yeah. You mean the Liberty Tree Tavern? What did I say? The Liberty Square Tavern. I'm sorry. Liberty Tree Tavern. I didn't didn't even catch that. So I apologize. But the people listening. And then over in Fantasyland, you had Mrs. Potts Cupboard and the Village Fry Shop. So there's a lot of places. I'm amazed he had that entire list sitting right in front of him because he did not know that question was coming. I got got all the questions. (laughs) He's got it. He's got his computer up. He's got them. Well, it sounds like there was a lot... uh, there yeah. was a lot. There was there was enough and, dining, so there was plenty of dining. I mean, well, because sometimes sometimes when they do their uh, their parties, yeah, they, they close had down. A bad and, habit of yeah. closing down way too many food venues, and then there's three and a half hour lines to get a a, a, a hot dog. We were yeah. surprised last year that Columbia Harbor House was closed during the party. Hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. something that to note about that list: most of that list are the fast food restaurants. Yes. Uh, Liberty Tree Tavern is a sit-down restaurant. You will need advanced dining reservations yeah. to yeah. get in there. Tony's also. Tony's, yeah, Tony's, Tony's as well. Square. But make sure that you know what's uh, a sit-down restaurant versus what's a, a fast food restaurant before you decide to make your dining choices. But my personal thoughts on that, don't do a sit-down meal after you pay uh, somewhere around $45 for yeah. for a ticket. That's a good point. Each, each a big meal at lunchtime, and then do the quick fast food thing, and you know, because there is a lot to do. And there really lot, is a lot to miss. Yeah. And the other thing is, they're letting you get in at four o'clock in the afternoon, so they're not really set up for candy and all that stuff at that time. Go and do some of the rides then. Do your rides early, and like I recommend going and seeing the Merlin show. At seven, and then walking over to the front of the castle and doing the castle uh, villain show at seven forty-five. I've got a great tip to insert here that has nothing to do with the show, but it's something that I often tell people who are going. If you're looking to have a light dinner or a, a heavier lunch, if you make your advanced dining reservation for the last lunch seating, it's usually 
just prior to the start of their dinner seating. So you can actually make your lunch like a lunch dinner by just taking – you also pay the lunch prices, which that, is a, a savings. That's right. a great tip. Or you could just eat candy all night. That's, the, that's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> and have all the kids go hyper on you. All right, great. Well, guys, it sounds like you had a good time at the uh, at the Halloween party. Yeah, I want to do it again with uh, yeah. with the weather being a little nicer. You know, although the rain stopped, you know, you kind of you're drenched for the rest of the night. You know. Well, we did add. Uh, we do have um, video from Hollow Wishes and the Booty You Mickey's Booty You Parade are now on the site along with our uh, along with uh, pictures from that night. I mean, we have everything Pictures. on the site. I mean, we have everything except candy. The ride. <laughs> you got to make that fix that, Corey. How can we, yeah, how can we do that? Is there a way? Candy? Is there a way to make the website generate candy? Well, I can I'll, take pictures of the candy that. we took. <laughs> I would go more often if it was. Okay. Well, great. That's uh, that's great, guys. Thanks very much for that update. And um, let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit and uh, talk to the soon-to-be international traveler Kevin Close as he gets ready for his. <laughs> Adventures by Disney vacation. How uh, it, it, this is it? I mean, this is the last. Uh, this is the last podcast before you go to Italy. The Pope has been apologizing profusely ever since you asked him to. I thank you, Pope. Um, <laughs> still not calming the crazies down, but you know he's he's trying. I'll give him that. He's trying. So how's uh, how's it going? I I don't have a lot more to say about our actual planning. I think we're really in good shape at this point. I've gotten some great advice for some people. But I do have, uh, we got to go to the Earmarked Convention last week, which was held at Walt Disney World, and we got to talk to the people in charge of Adventures by Disney. I actually attended a seminar on how to better present Adventures by Disney to the people that I deal with. And I explained to them that I was a little trepidatious about going to Italy, and they explained to me that they do have systems in place they work with the State Department, and if there are any warnings or anything like that. They also have uh, great security uh, systems in place to you know, make people safe while they're there. I understand that we'll be traveling with two Disney Adventure Guides, and I was told that and all... And a Kevlar vest. <laughs> they have a tank. Um, no, that's not true. <laughs> but I was told that the Adventure Guides that are handling the Adventures by Disney tours have had... SEAL training? <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Unless they're Republican guards, I'm still not going to feel safe. <laughs> That's not true. They all come from the parks or Disney Cruise Line or somewhere um, where they've gotten a great deal of training. They really put my mind at ease that this is going to be a very safe and fun adventure. They had some experience with uh, the recent incident at Heathrow. They did. As a matter of fact, one of the adventures by Disney was uh, arriving uh, on the day that they had that horrible incident in Heathrow. Well, actually, it turned out quite well. And what they did was they staggered the the, uh, arrivals of people, and all of the people continued on. They said they only had, out of a group of about 35 people, they had two cancellations. One family decided, one couple decided not to go. Mm. But they're not entirely sure that that had anything to do with it. So I'm really looking forward to... um, a safe and fun journey. Well, I'm, sure they're, I'm sure they're well-trained on how to repel terrorists with lanyards. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and silly string. With the, uh, silly. With the Disney point, and the two-finger point. Yeah, the two-finger point, the lanyard, and the pixie dust. <laughs> right. I no. I'm sorry, so you have to cue. <laughs> I do have some in- exciting things to say about Adventures by Disney. The new 2007 pricing is out. And we were we spent a lot of time talking to these folks. They started in 2005 with some really under-the-radar trips 
they actually invited families to take the trips to sort of get this rolling. In 2006, there are six different adventures that you can go on. For 2007, there's going to be 12. Wow. One of the neatest things that I heard, and I would like to pass along, is that 10 years ago, Disney started this exact same thing with Disney Cruise Line. They felt that there wasn't a brand name, a big enough brand named presence in the cruise market, and they decided to kick off uh, Disney Cruise Line. With family cruises. With family cruises. Concentrating on families. And what they're doing now is they feel that the success of Disney Cruise Line has shown them that they can offer you a Disney experience outside of one of their parks. So they've decided to tackle the escorted tour market for families. And they're specifically aiming this towards families. So I think it's... it's I, when they compared it to Disney Cruise Line, now there's five of us sitting here, and which one of us is not a huge Disney Cruise Line fan? Exactly. Yeah. So this is the beginning of, I'm hoping, the same thing. Well, I had said uh, when I first heard about Adventures by Disney uh, earlier in the year, I, remember, I think it was you, John, I had said, too, that it, this, this sounds to me like you know the next incarnation, next logical incarnation of Cruise Line. That's really it, that's exactly what they said. And what I'd like to do is I would like to excite all of you. I know that you, there are people out there who say now they wear it as a badge of honor. Just I be would, careful. Some of these people are easily excited. <laughs> <laughs> but there are people out there who wear it as a badge of honor that they were on some of the first Disney cruises. This is the perfect opportunity to tell people that you were on some of the first adventures by Disney. Um, right now, Dis- Adventures by Disney is offering an early booking discount. If you book before December 2nd, there's some great savings out there for 2007 pricing. Please keep in mind that there are an allotted number of spaces for the discount pricing. So if you pick one of the more popular times to travel, you might find that the early bird booking discount is filled. A couple other things that they told us was um, one of the things that I, some of the feedback that I've gotten is that you can plan a trip like this yourself for less. And I brought this up to them. I said, you know, why? what would stop somebody from booking this exact same trip on their own and maybe saving some money? And they gave me some great information that I didn't even know. There are special uh, events and special things in place that as a general tourist, you wouldn't be able to uh, get to. For instance, uh, the London-Paris trip next year has tickets to see the Disney production of Mary Poppins in the West End. Mm. Anybody can buy a ticket to Mary Poppins, right? Right. Adventures by Disney takes you backstage after the show to see the sets and meet the cast. Oh, stop it. For instance, uh, if you want to take... There's a a tour next year called the Imperial Cities Tour that takes you to Vienna and Prague and Salzburg. Salzburg is where they filmed The Sound of Music. Now, in Vienna, you're going to have dinner at the Vienna Zoo. And you think to yourself, okay, great. Anybody can go eat at the Vienna Zoo, right? Well, I'm thinking, actually, why would you want to eat at the Vienna Zoo? But You actually eat in the Imperial Palace. Oh. You take a tour of the zoo. After the zoo is closed, you have a private tour of the zoo, and you eat in the glass dining room in the Imperial Palace overlooking the Vienna Zoo. Oh. All of a sudden, it sounds better than cheeseburgers and fries near the monkey cage, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. So um, a couple of the other things, without boring anybody. For instance, there's a Spirit of America tour next year where they're going to take you to Washington, Philadelphia, and Williamsburg, Virginia. And again, you think to yourself, all things that are accessible to me is just a general tourist. Well, Ben Franklin actually uh, meets you in Washington, D.C. and walks you... Or, excuse what, did they me, take Phil- him up? <laughs> <laughs> Reanimated. 
right, an animatronic Ben Franklin, and uh, walks you through the signing of the Declaration of the Independent, uh, the Declaration of Independence. So there are hand. They, the, the, the phrase they kept using was there are handcrafted Disney experiences that tourists traveling on their own would not be able to include in their itinerary. That's a really good answer, too. A handcrafted Disney experience. Right. So I I was really excited. Um, I was told that at one point during our adventure in part of our stay in Venice, Marco Polo comes to dinner and explains how uh, his voyages started from the city of Venice. I was interested to find out that what they're doing with the kids is Many evenings, there are kids uh, programming in place so that the kids will go off and do things and the parents can do things by themselves. But it's not like, okay, we're going to sit around and do like the macaroni last supper type of stuff. Yeah. And the kids really get to go and do things that they'd be interested in doing, you know. <laughs> okay. Macaroni last supper. <laughs> macaroni and glitter. Yep. It's a party. Um, <laughs> one of the things they said was in, like, for instance, the London Paris tour, you can't go to Paris without going to the Louvre. And they said, what child cares? While the, the adults are touring, they have something called a junior art detective class. And the Imagineers have come up with a locked box. And first of all, the kids have to figure out how to open the locked box. And then there are clues in the box. Al Gore that, lost an election trying to do that. <laughs> really? So. There are clues in the box that they have to solve a mystery in the Louvre using the art. They said this has proven so popular that they found that the older kid adults the 16 17 18 19 year old kids didn't want to go see the tour of the art they wanted to do the detective thing it's proven to be that popular really so they have amazing things set up for your kids to do while you're traveling so very excited john and i have already decided to rebook we're going to do the london paris trip next year awesome so It's time to start looking at it, guys. If you're looking to uh, get your feet in while it's all new and there's a great deal, do it before December 2nd. Place your deposit. Yeah, I need to do that. I need to because I I really want to do the. I think I want to do the Italy trip next year. They've actually broken Italy out next year to three different trips. A couple of different trips, yeah. You can still take the trip John and I are taking, which is Viva Italia, but then there's one um, Rome and the Amalfi Coast. And there's one that's Rome and Tuscany. Apparently, people are loving the Tuscany portion well, of the see, trip. Yeah, I think that would be that, that's the one that appeals to me the most. Is I mean, I've always wanted to go to Tuscany. Tuscany's been one of those one of those places. You know, everybody's got a, a few places they really want to see before they die. Well, Tuscany's on that list for me. So, um, I think that's uh, what. There's nothing. I was just there's a, a, an adventure for everybody. Yeah. So it's great that they were just giving me this look like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? What do I say? <laughs> And then one of the funny things at this um, uh, seminar that we attended was they kept trying to make it exciting by talking about the Costa Rica trip. Now, I don't know about you, but the Costa Rica trip doesn't appeal to me. And every time he said, and you can ride on a zip line through the forests. The rainforest. The rainforest. 700 feet in the air. I was like, this isn't working for me, guys. The 84-year-old woman that went to the zip line. She, she zip had line. no problem. My kids did the zip line. The adventure by okay, Disney can folks I, works. Can I ask a question? Sure. What's a zip line? <laughs> oh, it's where they tie a line to the top of the tree and then the line to the bottom, to the ground, and you slide down their line on a, like a coat hanger. <laughs> <laughs> coat hanger. It's a little more high-tech than that, but you just Over fly a, a ravine. The, through the jungle on this rope. 
apparatus that lets you slide down and okay now that's the look you were just given exactly. <laughs> and this I, is the I thing they were touting was the big thing you get I, the zip line a zip line in the Costa Rican jungle yeah. okay well no color me not there <laughs> yeah Costa Rican I, it was a toss up it was it was a zip line in Costa Rica or gelato tasting in Italy <laughs> I picked gelato yeah, tasting yeah really. <laughs> But they were talking about the gelato tastings in the catacombs under Orvieto. And I'm thinking, I bet they have gelato up on top, too. <laughs> in the sunlight. You got to go downstairs into the, uh, into the tombs for... Uh... Yeah, I can eat ice cream on the street. I'm sorry. I'll buy my own, too. Oh, that's great. Uh, well, that's, it, sounds like, it sounds like you're all ready. It sounds like you're going to have a great trip, too. I'm really, really, really jealous. I'm... I, I, it's still not real, even though I have I suitcases know. in the living room. It's kind of like, you know, I know, it's just not a real thing yet. I guess once I get on the plane, it'll be real. Well, we are, uh, Kevin and John are going to call into the show next week from, uh, from wherever they are then. These probably. are going to be short calls. They're two bucks a minute. Yeah. Now, <laughs> hey, look, the one from the, the one from the, uh, the ship was $7 a minute. Don't let me hear you complaining about it. <laughs> that call last week cost me a fortune. But uh, they're going to call in from uh, from from Italy and uh, give us an update on on what they're doing. So be sure to tune in next week for that. Now, John, you have some uh, some uh, special offers from uh, Dreams that you want to tell us about. I do. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned uh, our Disneyland gift card promotion for folks looking to book a Disneyland resort vacation. You can get up to a fifty dollar uh, Disney gift card based on the price of your Disneyland package. Well, we've decided to expand that out, and for a limited time, if you book a Disneyland Southern California Magic Package, you can get up to a $100 gift card. Love those Southern California hotels, too. We do. Can you tell me what that actually is? Southern California Magic Packages are add-ons to a Disneyland resort stay, and they involve several hotels, many of which we visited when we were out in California. And uh, they have different experiences based on the hotel. Remember, we stayed at the Renaissance. I really knew I wanted you to tell. Oh, you wanted else. me to explain it. The Renaissance, uh, the Renaissance in Hollywood. Which That's is, the hotel attached to the Kodak Theater, where yeah. the Academy Awards and the American Idol final are filmed. Yep, and that it's a great location too. Um, there is the uh, Laguna Beach, the Surf and Sand in Laguna Beach, okay. which. Uh, Probably the uh, the closest uh, experience to being on a cruise ship that you will have on land. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, their really. balconies, the, the the hotel, the Surf and Sand Hotel. Which, if you're a fan of uh, of uh, the TV show on MTV, Laguna Beach, uh, you saw that it was one. I think it was the first show of the first season. They did their uh, Sweet Sixteen party at this hotel, which must have cost a fortune. But uh, the hotel sits right on the ocean, and the balconies. Um, you can't see the beach from your balcony. You just see the water, and it's so great. It was one of the best nights sleep, uh, best nights of sleep I've had uh, in a long time. Was in that hotel. I was shocked. I didn't know that they didn't have air conditioning. I didn't find that out until after actually we checked out. We had the window open and the ceiling fan going. And I, I'm an air conditioning fan. Well, most of the hotel, there's a, most of the hotels uh, in, in most of the older hotels along the coast in California, especially like down in San Diego, the uh, uh, the Del Coronado, uh, which is the uh, hotel that was inspired the Grand Floridian. Um, very few of those rooms. Uh, it's a very expensive hotel, but very few of those rooms have uh, air conditioning. I I agree wholeheartedly with you that it was one of the nicest places I've ever slept. Yeah, it's I wanted great. to steal the pillow. That's great. There's also the San Diego add-on, which is uh, 
also an add-on to the Disneyland California uh, stay. And there's the hotel out in Huntington Beach. Remember we stayed there? The Huntington Beach uh, Hyatt Regency. Nice. Beautiful hotel. Spa's, spa's okay. Um, spa's yeah. all right. Spa uh, snob. Yeah. The, I actually, <laughs> uh, the spa at, the, at uh, the Surf and Sand was smaller, much smaller, but I found the services much better. Um, the quality of the services much better, especially the massages. You can check that out on the Diz, the Disneyland portion of the Diz, or on Dreams Unlimited Travel. We have all the specifics of that Southern California magic package. But we're excited to offer up to $100, depending on the price of that package. And there's still some time to get that package, the discounted package that uh, Disneyland California is offering to the end of this year. It's their fall special. It's the fourth night free promotion that they're running. Uh, book four consecutive nights at a Disneyland Resort Hotel and receive that fourth night free for arrivals between October 1st and December 17th. This is a great time to visit Oh yeah, California. I just, I, I, I just love Southern California in general. I mean, Disneyland's great, but um, that whole area out there, every time I'm out there, I just love it. Just love it. So don't forget, check out those promotions on the Diz and on DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. Great. Thanks very much, John. And that will bring us to this week's Sound Off segment. Uh, last week we asked you, how do you keep the magic alive in your, uh, in your everyday life? And uh, get some, again, get some great responses. Now, unfortunately, if uh, you were one of the people who called in, we had some issues with our voicemail uh, last week, and uh, the sound files were not uh, uh, actually just were, were, were nothing but static. So um, we've had our, our, our voicemail box reset. We apologize to those of you who left messages. We were not able to retrieve them, but uh, should be fixed now for for next week, so for this week's show. So we apologize for that. But we did have some great responses. I'm going to read one from uh, Shelly Simmons in Ohio. Um, I like to spread the magic, Disney magic at my workplace. I manage a local animal shelter, which can be an emotionally difficult job. Um, they've added a touch of magic by including Mickey ear staplers, uh, tape dispensers and pen holders. There are pictures of Cinderella's castle and little Mickey Mouse icons on their computer desktops. And uh, the staff even got into the Disney spirit and threw me a surprise birthday party all themed around Disney. And she's getting ready to plan a trip uh, in the next few weeks, and her staff thought it would be neat to name all the homeless pets that came in during the month of September after Disney characters in honor of her upcoming vacation. She writes, I truly believe that ever since I introduced my staff to the simple joys of Disney, their spirits have risen, and it seems to act as a stress reliever for them. Uh, and that's just fine with me, as I am truly a Disney fanatic. I thought that was uh, that was cute. That was a very cute way to uh, inject Disney into your everyday life. I agree. And Kevin, you uh, you had one that uh, caught your attention. I do. I have one from Cassie in Minnesota. Cassie writes that she's a seventh grade uh, English teacher, and you know something? I apologize. I don't know if Cassie's a man or a woman. I'm going to assume Cassie's a woman. Cassie writes that she teaches 7th grade English, so she needs a fair amount of pixie dust each day to energize and keep the Disney magic during the long days when Cinderella's castle seems uh, like a million dreams away. She adopted Tinkerbell as her mascot about 10 years ago, and she shares this with her students when she started teaching, and now her desk area and the wall behind it have become a Tinkerbell shrine. That's really funny. <laughs> I have everything from figurines to stickers to hand-drawn pictures of the little fairy from past students. My screensaver rotates between Tinkerbell and the castle, becoming an object of pleasant conversation whenever a student stops by. 
Our class motto is, all it takes is faith, trust, and pixie dust, which combines all the magic, I'm sorry, which combines all the logic we teachers promote in terms of their overall success with a little Disney magic. The students know me for my playfulness and whimsy, and even the boys warm up to the power of the pixie when I get out my Tinkerbell wand to wave some much-needed pixie dust over them on test days. I'm praying this is a woman. (laughs) (laughs) All of this allows me to keep the magic alive in my everyday hectic life of middle school teaching. Okay. And what kid wouldn't connect with a teacher who just hasn't completely grown up? Cassie, we think your letter was terrific. That was a great letter. That was, really was terrific. And uh, Bob, you had uh, you had one. Yeah, I have one from Christina, uh, a.k.a. Uh, BZ Lady. Uh, she's a nurse in a critical care CCU unit, and... She finds that many of her patients have been to Disney and enjoy reminiscing about their journeys to the world. She had a patient recently uh, that, as soon as he saw her mini nurse pin, started talking nonstop about his trip in June with his 20-year-old granddaughter. It made him so happy that he forgot about his declining health and had a smile that could, could have lit up the castle. The 66-year-old had a bad heart, bad kidneys, and a poor outlook. Had just been there in June and rode everything with his granddaughter from Splash Mountain to Expedition Everest, and became a kid again while he was telling him her about the uh, his ride, dining, and adventures. You see, Disney really is good medicine. Wow, that's awesome. That is a good. Yeah, that's really neat. That's awesome. Makes you forget about everything. Yeah, kind of also puts some things in perspective. Yes, it does. You know. Some great responses this week. Uh, Cassie, Shelley, and Christina, thank you all very much. Each of you is going to receive a $25 gift certificate to the Mandara Spa over at the Walt Disney World Dolphin. And for this week, I thought, uh, since we were talking earlier about uh, them, uh, Disney making Jungle Cruise into the next film, um, I thought a good question would be, um, what, uh, what ride show or attraction do you think would make a good film and who should star in it and why um i think that because i think there there are some i think there are some good ideas uh, some some attractions out there that would make uh uh good movies i also think there are some attractions out there that could be very funny if you came up with some if you were creative in how you wrote your answer um and I'm 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 looking for more I'm looking for more funny here than I am serious. I mean, certainly if you have a serious idea, we'll hear that too. But um, I'd love to hear some funny ones. And you can send us your response via our the sound off area, which can be reached off of our homepage at wdwinfo.com or off of our podcast main page, which is podcast.wdwinfo.com. And of course, if you can call into our toll free sound off line. Eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two, and as always, if we play your response or read your email on our show, we will send you a twenty-five dollar gift certificate to the Mandara Spa over at the Walt Disney World Dolphin. And thanks to them for uh, providing the uh, providing those certificates. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. It is going to be Roundtable Light next week um, with Kevin and John both in Italy. So it'll just be Corey, Bob, and I taking care of the show. But those guys will be calling in to let us know how their trip is going. So until then, we hope you all have a good week, and thanks for listening.